Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Vänstern Weekly tillbaka efter playoff-urladdningen och det är omstart och det är rivstart med en fullständigt galen derbyhelg runt om i Europa. I det här programmet special om den där rivalduellen som väntar i norra London, om stadskampen i Madrid och så Derby della Capitale, prestigematchen i Rom. Tre högkalibriga derbyfighter på en och samma lördag. I det här programmet lite grann om alla. Allra mest om den rubbade makten. Vinström Weekly presenteras av Intervetten. Intervetten.com Dags att tagga ner, kyla av euforin från VM-kvalet. Tillbaka till vardagen och verkligheten är det för granen. Till exempel, som möjligen krigade till sig guldbollen där på San Siro. Han och hans krasnodar ställs i helgen mot Spartak Moskva. Det är jakt på Champions League som gäller där. Bottenläge i The Championship. Sebastian Larsson ska upp med Hull City. Två platser bara ovanför nedflyttningssträcket. Hemma mot Ipswich. Och Mika Lustig skriker igång sig själv och sitt lag i en ny bortamatch. Den här gången är det dock inte Metropolen Milano. Det är längst upp i norra Skottland på vischan i Dingwall mot Ross County som gäller inför 5000 årskådare eller så. Hela fotbollsitalien försöker såklart ladda om efter playoffsmällen. Ligaläget och matchmenyn i helgen och Serie A hjälper till. Serieledande Napoli har en utmaning mot Milan. Lorenzo Insigne får chans att visa mer än han fick mot Sverige. Juventus, Gianluigi Buffon och hans defensivlinje ställs borta mot Sampdoria. En poäng bakom serietoppen. Helgens stora drabbning avgörs i ro. Rivalerna i huvudstaden och på Olympiastadion ställs mot varandra i ett läge då det bara skiljer en placering, en poäng. Och det är match med Champions League-position i potten. Utöver allt annat när Roma och Lazio drabbas samman. Roma med fem raka segrar totalt inför uppehållet. Och en Daniele De Rossi som kanske är lite spelsugen igen efter den där bänkplatsen i Milan. Lazio har vunnit allt förutom krysset till premiären och förlusten mot Napoli den här hösten. Det är 13 segrar på 15 matcher det, inklusive Europa League-spelet. Imponerande. Det kommer att smälla om det där derby della capitale lördag kväll. La Liga har alla blickar mot Madrid. Först i utkanten av huvudstaden hos Leganes som eftermiddag spelar lördag mot serie 1 Barcelona. 
Men det är kvällsderbyt mellan Atletico och Real som drar såklart. Och det kommer att vara stor poängpress på båda. Troligt är ju att de båda går upp i den här prestigekampen hela 11 poäng efter Barca. Med noll marginaler kvar att tappa mer i seriespelet för båda. Visst, Atletico är obesegrat men har kryssat i fem av 11 matcher. Bara gjort 16 mål och vunnit 42 av de nio senaste matcherna totalt. Real hämtade sig förvisso från de dubbla smällarna mot Gerona och Tottenham med seger mot Las Palmas. Cristiano Ronaldo kommer till det här derbyt med bara ett enda mål på konto till La Liga efter sju spelade matcher. Premier League har hela toppskiktet i spel under lördagen. Mest fokus på stadskampen i huvudstaden. Arsenal mot Tottenham inleder den tolfte omgången och dominerar förhandssnacket såklart. Strax special om norra London derbyt här i Benström Weekly. Suveräna Manchester City ska till nyuppväckta Leicester på eftermiddagen. Liverpool ställs då också mot Southampton. Och Manchester United tar emot Newcastle på kvällen i ett läge då alla titelkandidater är mellan 8 och 11 poäng efter City. Intervetten.com Rivalerna i norra London. Den ena bättre än världens bästa klubb. Med en manager som inte sätter en fot fel. En ung, enad och brittisk trupp som inte ens har himlen som gräns. Den andra utskrattad och uträknad med en lagledarlegendar som anses ha överlevt sig själv och inte kan behålla sina bästa spelare längre än till januari kanske. Det 181 derbyt mellan Arsenal och Tottenham kommer antingen att bekräfta den där kontrasten mellan klubbarna eller jämna ut Premier League-läget till en enda poängsdifferens. Hur den här lördagsdrabbningen än slutar, det skiljer mycket mer än bara någon enstaka halvmil mellan klubbarna. Två mer än hundraåriga ärkerivaler. They're the age-old enemies, aren't they? The cup final for Tottenham was to beat Arsenal, where I think now the cup final for Arsenal is to beat Tottenham. I can't see us competing with them at the moment. They're a better team, I think, which I hate saying. It hurts to say it. We're we're nowhere near the same level as Tottenham at the moment. We're nowhere near them. Like for a couple of years, okay, they're better than us, um, but we've been all we're kings of consistency. I wouldn't even consider being an Arsenal supporter. It's just the antithesis of everything I I love about about Spurs. Första världskriget och den bitra rivaliteten mellan två fotbollsklubbar. Två en gång samtida utbrott. Det blev så småningom fred i världen, men fejden mellan Arsenal och Tottenham tog fart under just de där tidiga åren på 1900-talet. Arsenal flyttade inom London och blev Tottenhams närmaste granne. Spurs valdes bort till förmån för Gunners när högsta ligan skulle utökas. Och så var en evig rivalitet skapad. Grunden för dagens infekterade derbystrid är mer än hundra år gammal. The North London derby is, um, I can't say it's something you enjoy, it's not something you look forward to, but um, you can sort of just sit there and just hope that it ends and you get through it okay and you come through the other side, isn't it? It's never anything that you really sort of sit, oh, it's, it's weird. With all your players intact as yep. well, because there's a, there can be quite a little bit of nasty feeling between us. So. And hopefully with three points in the bag, <laughs> that's the main thing. Nah, nah, mate, it was just a one season blip, okay? One season blip, mate. It's not something that's gonna happen every season. One time in 22 years, remember that. And even now, this season, we're only four points behind them. 
<laughs> it is just the antithesis of everything I, I love about, about Spurs. At the moment, I can't see us um, competing with them. At the moment, they're a better team, I think, uh, which I hate saying. It hurts to say it, but got to be said. Oh, it's beautiful. You couldn't ask, you couldn't ask any, any Tottenham support. They love it. They absolutely love it. And we want Wenger to stay for the rest, for the next 10 years. <laughs> Det är nu ett nytt fotbollsläge som styr tillvaron i norra London. En 22-årig tradition kring Highbury och Emirates av att fira St. Totteringhams Day, dagen då Spurs definitivt slutar efter Arsenal, tog plötsligt slut förra våren. Tottenham har utmanat om Premier League-titeln i två seriespurter i rad. Arsenal har samtidigt halkat ur topp fyra skiktet. Och svaret på frågan om trendbrottet är mer än tillfälligt är ja från de flesta supportrar faktiskt på båda sidor. Every club in the Premiership over a period of time, particularly the top say seven or eight, have gone through periods of change. Manchester United had a huge change with Alex Ferguson going. You've seen a huge change at Everton, they're still a big club. You've seen a number of changes at Liverpool and Arsene Wenger is there and maybe the answer is that he stayed too long. He's outstayed his welcome. So the big changes with Arsenal are going on right now. That's what you're seeing now. I expect Arsenal to have a downturn for at least another three or four years because they're going to completely need to rebuild. They built they built the the uh, they built the stadium, but they didn't look after the team. Yeah? So it's a bit like looking after a clubhouse and not the golf course. It's a dangerous thing to do. As much as it pains me to say it, we're, we're nowhere near the same level as Tottenham at the moment. We're nowhere near them. Um, so to be four points away, away from them is actually quite, we're quite lucky to be that close to them, really. Um, we're nowhere near the standards they are. I mean, we were just saying on the way over, as painful as it is to say it, I'd be happy with the draw. Any day of the week at Spurs now. Um, and that's, that's the reality. A historically good team. And we will always be a historically good team. Spurs, I wonder whether they'll sell a couple of, like Kane will inevitably go, Ali might go, if they lose Pochettino, and then suddenly it's all change again, and you can just never tell. Like for a couple of years, okay, they're better than us, um, but we've been all we're kings of consistency, and uh, I just can't, I just don't think, <laughs> don't think you can, uh, you can bank on that with other clubs. Support is growing. Uh, the supporters are more confident. We now come to games thinking, will we win, will we lose, will we draw? We now come expecting to win. I'm not used to it. And obviously when I was at school, I'll be like to my Tottenham fan friends, I'll be, all, I'll be having a banner with them. And now it's the other way around, I don't know how to take it. <laughs> uh, we always want to beat Arsenal. They're our main rivals. But I think like Pochettino says, we have to treat every game as one game. Uh, it's important that we focus on winning trying to win the league, trying to win the Champions League and Arsenal, like any other team, is, is another team we have to play but we would not want to lose to Arsenal, we would not want to lose to West Ham, they're our rivals but we have more important priorities now than we had 10 years ago. Bara fyra poäng skiljer i tabellen inför det här derbyt men det är skarpa kontraster i det mesta mellan Arsenal och Tottenham just nu. Och självbilden hos respektive klubb och supporterskara har svängt och det snabbt. Sen förra våren har Spurs gått om Arsenal och Arsene Wenger, lärt sig vinna på Wembley, besegrat Champions League-mästarna Real Madrid. Och plötsligt den här hösten har Tottenham också visat upp den bredd som de flesta bedömare menade att de saknade. 
Harry Winks, håsad som nästan bara engelska ungdomsspelare kan bli. Spelar nu som håsade engelska ungdomsspelare sällan gör. Lite mer, en aning tidigare, klart bättre än vad de flesta har trott. Christian Eriksen kommer skollhet från ett hattrick i VM-kvalet med Danmark. Erik Dyer alternerar elegant som skarp mittback eller mittfältare. Och när en sliten Harry Kane får svårt med målskyttet, ja då bär Jäng min son av. Och efter det att Dele Alli sänkte Real Madrid på Wembley så får vi nog räkna in honom också i den här säsongen. Plötsligt har Tottenham en bredd som möjliggör taktisk rotation. Och där finns ju en manager som både är intresserad och driven i just det ämnet. Det finns en nybyggaranda i Tottenham, både kring arenan och i truppen som alla utom Kyle Walker än så länge vill vara med om. Pochettino is the manager without a doubt. I, I think that every Spurs fan would say the same thing that at this moment in time he's probably the best manager we've had for a couple of decades. Best manager in the league, we've got the best young players coming through and um, yeah, things are looking good for the club at the moment. Pochettino is the one that's brought them from the youth and given them the confidence and had the confidence to put them into the first team. And there aren't many clubs in the Premier League that are doing or have done what he did. It was actually groundbreaking really, although Tim Sherwood started it with Harry Kane, but it's just grown from there. So that's that's my opinion. The strength that the team that we've got to go to the Bernabeu and get a 1-1 draw, that wouldn't have happened a few years ago. It, we'd have been betting the other way. But now you go there and you think we can do this. We've got the team, we've got the strength, they've got the enthusiasm, they're playing as a team. It's a fantastic feel here at Wembley. Obviously we're just here for a season, but it does feel like it's getting to feel like home. It's almost like a rehearsal because the new stadium will be a mini Wembley. 61,000, the largest seating stand in Europe 17,000 they don't want to move into sort of you know something that's got a big running track around here or they've sort of looked at what the is you know what happens at Juventus they look at what has been good in terms of stadium migrations and they've got things like you know they've got the wall behind uh, one of the goals so it's going to be a real wall of noise but to support the team um, it looks like the match experience is going to be good and they're revamping the whole of Tottenham which can only be good for the area as well yeah. we've just got to maintain the standards that we've got Obviously finances are going to be involved as well. We've got to pay the wages to keep the players. Um, but the new stadium will generate more funds as well. I mean, a 61,000 stadium being built. Um, but also the fact that we're playing in Europe should attract the players. Uh, and it's been a long time coming at the end of the day. It's been a long time that we've been waiting for this situation. And also you'd like to think and hope that there'll be a certain amount of loyalty that we haven't seen for a long time as well that used to be, which, well, because Manchester United built great teams with players that didn't want to go anywhere else. Um, you know, the days of, if the days before Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, you look at players like uh, Bobby Charlton, George Best, going back to the Manchester United players and then David Beckham, they didn't move on so quickly. And there's no reason why that can't happen here. So although we've lost players like Gareth Bale and, and Luka Modric, there's no reason to suppose that the likes of, of Deli Alli, Harry Kane, Christian Eriksen, they, they, if they're going to win honours and they're going to play in front of 61,000 and get paid good wages, not necessarily the highest wages, then you'd like to think under a good coach that we need to keep, 
that they would stay. But where are they going to go to? We're, we're on the up. We're going into a big stadium. We're challenging for the, at the top of the Premier League. It's, yeah, where would they want to go? We, we don't want to be an academy for Real Madrid or whoever. We want to be Spurs number one. Från klubben som har flyt och framgång till den som står och stampar på tomgång. Ja, det är bilden. Trots att Arsenal har spelat hem två FA Cup-titlar de senaste tre åren. Samtidigt som Tottenham ylar högt om en andra respektive tredje plats i ligan. Men det är just att Arsenal har passerats. Både av värsta och närmaste rivalen och tappat i utveckling som gör läget prekärt. Stjärnorna vill bort från truppen. Det är faktiskt splittring bland supportrarna på läktaren. Wenger out, falangen, är såklart den mest högljudda. Men det finns många som menar att de egentliga problemen finns på en ännu högre nivå. Hos ledningen, hos ägarna som vägrar att möta fansen och som snarare ser resultaten i bokslutet som viktigare än de i tabellen. Arsenal-supporterna i allmänhet är dock överens om en sak. Att Tottenham just nu är mycket bättre. Right, yeah, I think you've got you've got people who think the club's going in completely the wrong way, and people who are happy to let it go as long as it is. So I think that's true. I think we need change, but I'm not sure we're going to get it. I think we're too much concentrated off the pitch rather than on the pitch. I think that the players that we have are great players, and we need to focus on the games rather than whether they're going to go or whether they're going to stay and who we're going to bring in. I think this is the season we need to concentrate on, and then in January and so on, I think we need to look for some new players but for now we need to concentrate on the games and make sure we're winning. We don't much like ourselves anymore I don't think and that's not good for the club either because if we start booing when we're in the stadium and the team's not playing well how does that make the players feel? And I, I never do, I never boo even if I'm angry because that, that's just not going to help them. So so yes I think we do have a self-image problem now. Then you look at people like Sanchez and Ozil and they've got this discomfort about the club and we can't be stable with that happening. And until we have a few more big names to bolster them in and say we can guarantee Premier League uh, top three, top two, winning it and Champions League football, we can't compete. As much as I love Ozil and Sanchez, it's, it's quite clear they don't want to play for the club. Okay, so let's just sell them in January and get players in that want to play for my club. I love them, but they don't want to play, so I say sell them. Yeah, that, that includes both of them. Yeah. All, all, always, completely the opposite with Arsenal fans. You're always going to get Wenger in, Wenger out. All this Arsene Wenger leave business, it's not on. Yeah, to be honest with you, I think it's the players. Loads of them got to go. It's not Arsene Wenger's fault. He, he's a legend, but he's got to realise it's time to go. And so I respect the, what he's done, but it's probably about time he was willing to have a plan B. He won't go, no, he's too comfortable. I, I would never shame him, you can't shame him. The, the man has done so much for the club. He's built this, this stadium here, he's built the whole stadium, he's built the training grounds, and he's instilled some great epics in the club. Um, and I'd never call him out, but I think there is a time where fresh ideas need to come to the club, and it all needs to jig up, doesn't it? Differensen är fyra poäng inför den här matchen i tabellen. I verkligheten skiljer det mycket mer än så. Framförallt det där med självbild och självförtroende det är där olikheterna är som störst och som har förändrats som mest. Så pass att vi nu ser ett derby där rivalerna i första hand slåss för sin egen utveckling snarare än mot sin lokala konkurrent. Arsenal jagar nu sin gamla identitet. Tottenham inte längre sin närmaste rival. Ja, det var ganska mycket om rivalduellen som väntar i London, en del om den i Madrid och i Rom så småningom. Vi ses i Biasat-studion hela helgen, Venström Television, 
annars på Facebook för att gilla de här programmen och följa oss. Vi ses så hörs. Intervetten.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 